You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Good morning to you, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a uh, safe and happy holiday season. Get ready for the new year with T.J. Hushmanzada. I'm Doug Gottlieb. we got a great hour for you. Um, Brandon Whedon, of course, uh, who started for the, the Browns, the Cowboys, and the Texans, is going to join us. We'll ask him about last night's Valero Alamo Bowl, which was an absolute beatdown. Plus, we got the college football playoff games upcoming tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. And then, of course, you got the New Year's Six games. And uh, so some good college football. No NFL football on this Thursday. Although, TG, I'm not sure if you, you heard my proposal. My proposal was that once you get to the holiday season for the NFL, the bowl games, I, I think, I, I don't know what the future of the uh, of the bowl games that don't uh, that aren't playing for a national championship once they expand, and with those likely to be on the weekends, like I like those midweek games last week. It didn't hurt the ratings. It's new TV windows. It's you know people aren't working at this time of year, so they can go to a midweek nighttime game. My proposal was you cut holes in it. Is instead of adding a true other bye week. Okay, for these three weeks around the holiday season, right? So you get to like mid-month. This year was the 17th was a Saturday. You get three weeks to play two games and you got to have a week off in between either of the two kickoffs. So you, you could have 10 days off. You could have 12 days off. You could have nine days off, whatever. But the games will be that way. The, and the NFL could wallpaper the holiday season with their games. It was... It was pretty interesting to, to have games. What was it? Last week, you, you had games Monday. You had games Tuesday. You had games Thursday. It's what you said is I've never seen anything like it. COVID is something that not many of us have experienced, but UCLA pull out of their game hours before it. So many games have just been canceled. You're right. Instead of putting the games on a, all on a Friday, a Saturday, on a Sunday, just split it out and put it during the week because it's what you said. One, people aren't working. And if they aren't going to go to the game, they're for sure going to watch them instead of trying to figure out, ah, which game do I want to watch? Which game is the best game? And so you have a point. Things are going to change. They're going to have to change because the what we're going through is something that nobody has ever experienced. And so you have a point. Maybe you should be doing something else, huh? Yeah, exa- exa- exactly. <laughs> um, okay, let's, let, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll get to some more NFL talk in terms of scheduling and games in a second. But first, okay, so Aaron Rodgers did his weekly spot uh, on with McAfee. He was asked about his future, and take a listen to his response. I wouldn't rule that out. You know, I think that I'm just enjoying this season for this season. And I think there's playing next year is will definitely be in the thought process. Uh, if this year has stopped me anything, I said, you know, I still can play. I still do love competing and I love being out there. I'm just savoring this year, I think, as much as anything. And it won't be something where I'll drag it out for months and months, you know, have conversations uh, with my loved ones after the season with with Brian and Mark and Russ and coaching staff and uh, and then make a decision at some point uh, you know I'm not going to hold the team back from anything and, and and once I commit and if it's committing uh, you know to move forward here that'll be a, it'll be a quick decision now TJ he did say 
that he has, you know, been in on conversations he wasn't previously in on. He was effuse in his praise of his teammates, and he loves playing for his coach. But of course, you you heard his level of commitment, and he said it'll be a pretty quick decision. He started by talking about retirement as at least at least it will be a thought. When you heard all of what Aaron Rodgers had to say, what was your reaction? Aaron Rodgers is not retiring. He's too good. Like, you're not retiring. I don't see it. And so to leave people and, oh, I'll make a decision. You'll make a decision whether or not you want to stay with the Packers if you guys have this agreement to where they'll trade you or not. There's 0% chance that Aaron Rodgers retires. He's playing too good of football. The the biggest question is if, if he stays with Green Bay, um, how much are they going to give Devontae Adams? Because he's not going to stay in Green Bay if they're not going to resign Devontae Adams. And so that that's the biggest key. But retirement, I don't see it at all. Zero percent chance. I, I don't I, I think the retirement ends up it's, it be, becomes a trigger to us to where it takes us away from. I agree with you. He's not retiring. I did think that he said, and it was, and and I think you have to ask because he was the one who threw it out last year as a, should I retire? It's it's a very, I, I think to us it feels it feels fake because he's playing so well. To Aaron, maybe it's not because he just wants all options on the table, and that is that is at least an option. Um, but I agree, he ain't retiring. The only question is, is the idea of making a quick decision? Do you think that decision is already made? The decision is already made. And I truly believe it's going to come down to uh, what the Packers do with Devontae. Like, Devontae is under a team-friendly contract right now. He, he, he breaking the bank on his next contract. Devontae Adams is going to get at least 25 to $30 million a year. Are the Packers going to pay that? And if they don't, I could see Aaron Rodgers saying, ah, I wouldn't mind going to play in Denver with Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, and and those guys in that young offensive core. Or I just want to go to a team that I can play with some receivers that there there won't be a fall off, there won't be a drop off from from what I'm accustomed to here in Green Bay. And so I I think it'll come down to Devontae Adams, but Aaron Rodgers – I don't think people understand, man. Playing sports, you seem like you can play forever. But when it's over, it's over. And, and so you got to roll it, ride until the wheels fall off because you don't want to you don't want to have any regrets. No, I, 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 I think I think he knows that. I think he he's like I think there's a listen when when it's over, somebody needs to tell me or I need to reflect because no, nobody tells you. You know, because nobody will tell you until it's really bad. I don't think he wants to be Big Ben out there because a lot of people are watching Big Ben. <laughs> nah, right now. nah. But you saw hey. Big, you saw Big Ben last year in the playoffs. Like, uh, no, no, I, I, under, I look, I, he's not Big Ben. I, I, un, I understand. I'm just saying. I'm sure he wants to look around and go like, boy, I don't want to, I don't want that to be me. Like somebody tell me before it gets to that point, or let me reflect enough at the end of the season, offer up the possibility that I'm not getting better, that I'm getting, that I'm getting far worse. I don't think that's the case, but I do think it's, I, I, I think at least you need to reflect on it. The Devonte Adams piece is interesting, but I also think that remember Aaron Rodgers is under contract after this year. So to go to Denver, do you think Denver's just going to go here, take Aaron Rodgers, and give us whatever draft picks you got? Like, no, they're going to want some players back in return. And I just don't know if you can 
I, it's 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 weird. I think he's probably leaving because or going to try and force his way out at some point. Um, it does feel like at the end of this year, because if you look and there are exceptions, but for the most part, you know, Favre played somewhere else. Montana played somewhere else. Brady has played somewhere else. Elway did not. Elway did not. But most of these guys, uh, uh, obviously Peyton Manning played somewhere else. Uh, so we're we're talking. So basically, the, it's inevitable. You, a Rod, you're gonna play somewhere else. It's just a matter of when, huh? Well, I mean, again, if you if, we're, if we study the history of this thing, now Dan Marino did not. He wrote it out to the very bitter end. Remember, they lost like it was like fifty six to three or fifty nine something. They got mollywhop by Jacksonville actually in the playoffs. There have been guys that have stuck with one team, and he is under contract. And and some of this is just like, hey. You know, even in his comments to start the season, it, it, it was they didn't offer me any new money in, in any, any new years. So he clearly wants a longer deal. He wants more contract time. He wants to win the battle of wills and, and them admit that he's better, even expensive than Jordan Love is when Jordan Love is cheap. Uh, we just don't know to what level uh, Green Bay will bend over backwards for that. Right. But but if you're saying the decision's already made, he he some people carry the bitterness of a previous contract discussion with them or or, you know, Jordan Love simply being drafted. He carries that with him and he's never going to let it go. Yeah, but it's, it's the same thing, like never let it go. They drafted you when they had Brett Favre. Like if you're run the right way and you can develop guys. It's not a bad thing. Like, would Aaron Rodgers be Aaron Rodgers had he not sat as long as he did behind Brett Favre? We would never know, but I guarantee that helped him, even though nobody wants to sit. And could Green Bay be doing the same thing with Jordan Love? <clears throat> he's going to sit. He's going to learn. Hopefully, he learns behind Aaron Rodgers. And when Aaron Rodgers moves on, we have a quarterback that's ready to play, although there's going to be some growing pains. He's ready to play. He knows our system, blah, blah, whatever. It, it just would – the way you just – all these great quarterbacks, for the most part, have played with other teams. It's a matter of time now before Aaron Rodgers is on another team. Retirement is out of the equation. It's just a will he be a Green Bay Packer next year? And I actually think that would be interesting because Aaron Rodgers is going to win MVP – what if you, if you win the MVP and you, I mean, I, I, I just don't see a scenario unless they lost before the Super Bowl. Because if you lose in the Super Bowl, don't you get motivated by, look, you got the Super Bowl. You don't want to win. You don't want to walk out having lost that game. But you win a Super Bowl. Do you want to walk out after having won a Super Bowl? Like, we kind of, let's run this thing back. We kind of got a good young team. I, I just, I, I think, the, I, I think how it ends is going to be the deciding factor in, in many ways. I just, it, everyone says I can walk away, but walking away after, it's hard to walk away from when you've only been in one place. It just is. It, it's not easy. But when you've, you got to think about this. Last year, or this offseason, that's all the talk is, I'm not, going, I'm not playing with Green Bay Packers. I want to be traded. I, so walking away would be easier because he's thought about it and he wanted it so much prior to actually leaving. And so it's not going to be as hard because in his mind, I truly believe he thought I'm done in green Bay. I'm done. This is it. 
And and so if it was to happen, it would still be uneasy, but it would be a lot easier because in his mind, I believe he thought I'm not playing for the Green Bay Packers again. So that would make it so much easier because he was already checked out. He checked back in. It would be very easy to check out again. Yeah, and and if you saw him walk off the field after becoming the Packers all-time touchdown leader, um, there was a kind of a soaking it all in. He has been seemingly doing the victory lap. It 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 feels like the decision's been made. I just feel like God, that's got. I, I'm I'm somebody who, even when you make a decision like this, or you feel like you know the decision, wait till that actual moment because so much can change. So much can and. For example, as much as you think I can walk away from the Green Bay Packers, get to the Super Bowl, lose in the Super Bowl, then tell me how easy it is to walk away or win a Super Bowl. Maybe you win a Super Bowl and you think, it, I'll be like Michael Jordan. It will be the last dance, and I will walk off in the sunset or go, or go play somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Like The idea of winning and walking away, I'm, I'm not sure it's actually lost on him. I, the more I kind of talk myself into it. Do I think he should retire? No, but TJ, I, I think you'd admit this. Anybody trying to get inside the head of Aaron Rodgers and think you know what he's actually thinking and thinking that that, that, that is uh, along the same path of logic that you and I think, I, I'm going to disagree with, right? Because we just haven't, no one seems to really know what makes him tick or really know what's going on. Look, he held the, he had the secret of not being vaccinated for half the season. Nobody knew, nobody said anything. Part of it is there's HIPAA and nobody wants to pry, but th- there's lots of different things about Aaron Rodgers, which he's able, he thinks that are different than normal common thought. I, I just, again, nobody really knows what he's thinking. But playing, he seems like he's having fun. Yes, there's nothing. But is else he having he fun do. because is he having fun because he knows this is it? This is the last year here anyway. Screw it, let's just go have a good time. Yeah, he could be having fun. This is my last year here. I'm going to go play somewhere else and show them that they should have drafted somebody that could help us. But the Green Bay Packers organization, they're looking after the Green Bay Packers organization, not one player in Aaron Rodgers, and, and so. They did it to Brett Favre. And who would have thought that Aaron Rodgers would be as good or better than Brett Favre when they were in the process of going through this? And he is. And I think a lot of people would say he's a better quarterback than Brett Favre. And so the fact that this is happening again to him, um, it's pretty interesting, to be honest with you. I, I really believe win, lose, or draw – I think he's gone, Doug. I, I, I really do believe in the offseason he made his mind up. I'm going to come back. And once this season is over with, I don't care what happens. Um, I'm out of here. He's T.J. Spazzata. I'm Doug Gottlieb. But I do want to get to something that Ben Roethlisberger has said about this Monday's game against, uh, uh, against Cleveland. But coming up next, last night um, the Alamo Bowl was a, was a debacle for, for at least – one of the OUs, Oregon versus Oklahoma. We'll discuss all that was that game upcoming next. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Doug Gottlieb and T.J. Spenzada in for Dan Danette's Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. 
Um, I want to get to the Alamo Bowl and what happened last night. We'll do that with Brandon Whedon because he still lives in the state of Oklahoma, covers college football. And that was, you know, TJ, I, I th- you know this uh, from all the teams you played on and, and the league that you watch and college football you watch. So much of coaching is not actually about the coaching as much as it's about managing agendas, right? And in, in in college sports and really in pro sports, the higher percentage of guys that you have that their only agenda is winning, the better the team is going to be. And I think that's what a lot of these teams in the in the bowl game run into, which is, you know, so, some teams you have all these different, like Oregon, their coach leaves, the new coach is on the way, but he's coaching Georgia in a national semifinal and calling defensive plays. So it's it it's kind of anarchy, kind of a free-for-all there. Whereas for Oklahoma, yes, they had guys opt out, get ready for the NFL draft. But you had Bob Stoops, who Lincoln Riley coached under, and then you're bringing in a new head coach who also coached with Bob Stoops. It's kind of all one in the family. And I, I thought that was... Simply what last night was a case of Oregon ridiculously unprepared and lacking some talent and motivation. Oklahoma, quite the opposite. It was, it's really, it's just a new day and age, Doug, man. You got guys that opt out. These coaches, they're securing their future. They're looking after them first, uh, everybody else second. And, and no, they'll, they'll say they're not, and that's what it is, but yeah, well, Bob Stoops did. It was he. He basically came in, saved the day for Oklahoma. Um, could they have appointed a coach that was there to be an interim head coach like Oregon did with McClendon? Yeah, they could have done that. But it, it's just really odd, man, just to see as many coaches leave, as many players opt out. It was just something that was never thought of at all in any sport when we were playing at all. I mean, it just didn't even cross our minds. Yeah, I mean, like we, I, I, I've started to relent in the. I get, I guess, I get the running back thing, and I know the Jalen Smith's injury is one that that freaks everybody out. It, it dramatically changed, you know, his his career, his trajectory. Even though he got two contracts in the NFL, and um, uh, now you know he's fighting to kind of stay in the league. But yeah, it is. It's weird that you wouldn't want to play one more football game. You wouldn't want to put something on tape. And yet that's where we are. And the teams that do can get more guys to buy in are the teams that have been able to to play better in this bowl season. Now, that's really what's happened to the SEC is, you know, anybody who thinks they're going to get drafted opts out. And then you have the transfer portal. So you have like a double-edged sword of guys who aren't wanna, don't want to play in these games. I mean, when, when you see what, what I believe has happened is the college football playoff is basically if you're not in the college football playoff and you're going to be a first-round pick, why are you playing? What are you playing for? Just to play another game to possibly risk injury. No, you've played all these other games risking injury. If I am a first-round pick or projected to be a first-round pick, what do I gain by playing in one game? I'm not going to get drafted any higher, probably not going to get any lower. Let me take the risk out of it. And so that's what guys are doing. The college, If you're not one of the four teams, if you're not Michigan, Cincinnati – Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama. Georgia, Alabama. Alabama yeah. Why would you play? And, and that's how teams are look, or these players are looking at it. And, and so the college football play, if they want to slow this down, they need to expand. 
the field of teams because kids will be less likely to opt out if they are in the college football playoff. I truly believe you don't see guys from Alabama opting out. You don't see anybody that's in the college football playoff opting out ever. And so to me, that's the only way to slow this down. And these coaches, they need to, oh, you you got to play like Mike Leach and with the transfer portal. Mike Leach, how many co- uh, spots have you coached at? I mean, you, you left uh, Gee, Washington. You've been two places. Mike Leach? Head coach at two places. No, Mike Leach, one need head coach at oh, Texas three, Tech. three, excuse me, three. Yeah. Texas Tech, Washington, Washington State. Washington State. And now yeah. Mississippi, you get these coaches that, oh, the transfer port. Man, these coaches are leaving at the drop of a dime now because of the money they can make. Man, they better not say nothing about these kids looking after themselves, thinking they have a better opportunity in the portal. Yeah, but it's, I, I'm, I, look, look I, I disagree with you in terms of the, the portal. The idea that you don't have to sit a year. The idea that it's really hard to coach you or it's hard for you to it's hard to have depth. Right. You, you come into a school. That, and that's the coach's not, problem, though, the depth. What do, what do you mean it's the coach's problem? Like, like you say it's hard to have depth. If I'm a problem at say I'm a problem at Oregon State and I want to transfer, I'm going to be a problem in my next school anyway. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but there's there's a bunch of different levels to it though. There's there's a bunch of you're 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 taking you're taking the very obvious. Hey, a, a coach is holding a kid back from transferring, and 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 when when the coaches are moving, first of all, there's lo, lo, there's actually far less coaching movement. I mean, the coaches get fired. I mean, that's part of it. Is that unless if you can cut down on coaches getting fired, knock yourself out. Okay, but if co- a coaching job comes open. At some point, a coach has to has to change places. The problem with the transfer portal is that if a guy's not playing well, or a guy's not practicing well, or a guy's not doing the things he's supposed to, do, or maybe he's not ready and he's got to play special teams and he's not getting the reps. He, if he gets mad, he puts himself in the portal, and there's no recourse to just go and change schools and to change teams. And you can't. That's he. You can't build a team that way. It's not good for the sport. Additionally, because of the pace by which you have to decide if you're going to take these guys, you're taking somebody sight unseen. And the, the, the reality is that not only you're taking on somebody else's problem, but recruiting is about a relationship and you got to know how everything works. One of the reasons that kids that have these multiple transfers is, they, they don't know. They, they think they know. They get there. And the, but also the coaches don't know them. They don't know what they're evaluating. So you make a, a problem worse. And look, I was a transfer. Okay, So I'm not sitting here telling you all transfers are bad. But I believe that not having any sort – you don't have to sit out. They're letting you transfer within the conference. Those things are terrible for sports. That's Man, not like the – it's great in- for sports. No, I it's love not. It. It's awful. Yes. No, it's not. It's awful. It's awful. You can't, you can't go, first of all, for fans, it's hard. You can't identify wh- where a kid is, okay? But then the idea, transferring in your conference, you get done, you play a game, you shake hands, and you're you, going to you, recruit. You see what's going on? Handshake lines? Like, dude, come on. You, you see what's, what's going about. on in Hawaii at their program? Hawaii is losing kids left and right because the head coach because is Because of Todd treating, Graham. Yeah, and if that wasn't the case, those kids would be forced to stay there because they no couldn't one's transfer. Forced to, no one's forced to stay anywhere. That's Doug, not true. You, you are no technically. To, if no you have to sit to out a year, anywhere. nobody wants to sit out a year. 
Nobody wants to sit out a year and waste a year. So you're technically you're going to quit or you're forced to stay there. The guys well, any, can transfer anytime, and play right anytime away. Anytime there has been a coaching change, when there's coaching changes, guys have been able to get out of their letters. Guys have been able to transfer. The difference now is it's not in when there's a coaching change. Okay. The difference now is guys are the second something doesn't go their way, they're out. Okay. The, the second something doesn't go their way, they're out. And do you want those guys on your team anyway? No. Exactly. So let them leave. Let them go. Not, not, not necessarily. But there are some guys, they, the kids, they just lack the patience. Some guys, you need to sit, right? You need to sit. You need to sit and learn and wait and, and change your body. You know, you also need to sit sometimes when you transfer out. A lot of times that year you sit out becomes the best year because you watch the sport differently, you train differently, and you're ready. You don't learn anything from going from one, you know, I, I didn't get the opportunity I wanted to hear, and the coach is screwing me here, and I go to another one, the same level, same league, and you have the same problems. All right, let's get to Brandon Whedon. He joins us. He was not a transfer. Um, he was a baseball player who walked on became a football star. Uh, you've... You've played the sport. You cover the sport. Do you think the not just the transfer portal, but being able to transfer in your same league is good for the health of the sport? I, don't know, I could sit there and listen to you guys go back and forth. That was, that was pretty interesting. But uh, <laughs> I mean, no. To answer your question, within within the same conference, I think I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, the whole transfer portal, in my opinion, just it's too. Um, there's not enough parameters around it. I, I just think that. Yeah, one, in my opinion, I don't think you should be able to transfer during the season. If you want to transfer, you know, transfer in August before the season starts or, you know, after the season's over in January or whatever. I, I just don't think you should be able to transfer during the actual football season. Um, and, and within your conference, no, I, I think that, uh, you know, that's – I just don't like that. I, I just don't think that, you know, if you're an SEC player and you're at Alabama, you should be able to transfer to LSU. I just – you know, it's too too close to home, I guess, if you will. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I agree. I mean, like you said, Doug, you're a transfer. There are certain situations where guys need out. They're not in the right spot. They're not with the right staff. A new coach comes in, maybe, maybe doesn't see eye to eye. That system doesn't fit what he wants to do. He needs, a, he needs a change. But I would venture to say that 80, 85% of the time these guys leave because they're unhappy with playing time or, you know, the guy in front of them is a young player that uh, is having some success. They leave and they go to these other places and they think the grass is going to be greener. I would venture to say nine times out of ten, it's it's really not greener, you know. And they leave these, they leave a spot where, you know, they may have an opportunity to get better, go play, and, and propel themselves to the next level. But no, I just think it's too loose, is my in my opinion. I just think there's too many, um, too many areas where, you know, you get the freedom to kind of bounce around and go wherever you want with no repercussions. But um, I think you should be be able to transfer if you want, but it has to be outside the season. And not within your own within your own conference. Well, yeah, I guess the Oklahoma State Cowboys are in agreement with certain things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of Oklahoma State, do you still follow them a lot? Big game this Saturday. Uh, will you be there? I'm not going. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I watch every game. Uh, I got a chance to go to you know, a couple this year. Um, called a few. I was calling game three ESPN, so I didn't get a chance to go up much. But uh, I'm not going to make the trip. Um, we've we thought about it. we were going to take the boys, but um, we're going to Pebble mid mid January, so we thought that was a lot in in a couple of weeks. So uh, we're going to stay put, watch it here. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. it's a good matchup, man. I'm, I'm anxious to watch them. You know, Notre Dame's a blue blood program. We've we've never played, uh, if I'm if I'm correct on that. But 
Um, they're missing a couple key players. We've got a couple guys that are that are in and out. So yeah, I think it's a it's a unique matchup. It'll be fun to watch, and, and uh, I'll be I'll be on the couch enjoying a cold one watching uh, watching a good football game. Okay, this is an interesting question. Now, obviously, the era was different. Okay, but you played in a Fiesta Bowl. You didn't play for a national championship. Didn't have a chance. You know, even though you and I would argue to anybody else that you should have had a chance to play that year, but you played against Andrew Luck. You guys won. Um, and an incredible football game. Um, but now you're seeing guys, and not at that level of bowl, but many of the lower level of bowls, and even some of those, those mid-level bowls, guys opting out of it. Where are you on the, hey, I'm not going to play a bowl game because I want to protect myself for my football future? Yeah, this is kind of like the transfer portal. I think there's, there's certain situations where it makes sense. Um, you know, if you look across the portal, if you just go on the portal and – or, you know, these opt-outs or whatever it may be. I mean, really the opt-outs. You would think there's going to be, you know, 100 first-round picks this year. I mean, that's not the case, you know. So a lot of these guys are opting out. And they're, you know, probably not going to be first, probably not even second or third-round picks. So, you know, I think some guys are getting bad advice. Uh, I do think there's situations where, you know, look, I'm playing in a, a, a mid-tier bowl. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, let's use Kenneth Walker at Michigan State. Playing in a good bowl game. Uh but, you know, the guy's probably going to be the first running back taken. He's taken a beating this year. He's proven that he is an elite back. You know, what really, what more does he have to prove when it's not playing for, you know, in the college football playoff or in a national championship type setting? And I think that's a situation where it makes sense. Um, then you have guys that, you know, maybe a receiver had a, has a nice year, kind of came on the scene and, you know, decides that, you know, I don't want to roll an ankle or, you know, you know unfortunately have a rough injury, which I get. But at the same time, I was always of the opinion, any opportunity I got to go back out there and prove and put on tape that I can play. And for me, you know, it was against Andrew Luck in Stanford my senior year. I'm like, I get a chance to go toe-to-toe with Andrew Luck. I knew he was going to be the first overall pick. They had a good football team. I looked at it as an opportunity for me. I was like, hey, I go play well in this game. We win. I'm going to make myself some money. And that's just the way I thought about it. It never crossed my mind to, to opt out. But – uh, I do think there's 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 certain situations where guys do have um, maybe the right or, or have have the right mindset of of opting out, risking injury because of if you're a top five, even probably top pick for certain, and, and you're playing in a bowl game that maybe doesn't matter if you will. I think you got to make that business decision, and I and I understand. But again, there's guys that you know, in my opinion, have no no reason opting out because I don't think there's going to be a chance that they're going to be a, a top three, two or three round pick. So, it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a situation by situation case, in my opinion. Brandon, I'm not sure many people know you're a tremendous athlete. You get drafted to play baseball. You you give it a go. Doesn't work out. Come play for Oklahoma State. You're drafted. Cleveland Browns first round pick. One of the older first round selections. They oh he's mature. He can come play. Do you ever think back and say man? Had I not I got drafted to the dysfunction as the Cleveland Browns, my career would have turned out differently. Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it, I didn't think about it. You know, I mean, I, I think that's a lot of of, of the draft, especially for a quarterback. You got to be thrust in the right situation as a young player. I, I don't care how advanced you are, how mature you are. You got to have dudes around you, and you got to have a, a good culture around you. The whole deal. And at the time when I was with the Browns, they didn't. I mean, they were selling the team. Um, a lot of turnover on the front office, a lot of turnover at the head coaching position. 
genius, which obviously turns into the offensive coordinators. It's just there was a lot of tor- turmoil up there, and to be honest, we just didn't have a very uh, very talented roster. We had some we had some talented players in spots, but we just didn't have depth. And and uh, you know we were able to compete and play a lot of close games and the whole deal. But um, I think about it, you know, I mean, there's situations that you know probably could have and would have been better for me. You know, I mean, I look at it too. You know, I was a spread guy, never got under center. My strength is to stay in the pocket and throw it. And I think my my rookie year, I was under center more than any quarterback in the league, <laughs> which I grew to like. I, mean, I ended up like it just it's crazy. You you were so yeah. successful in a spread when they're going to make you do something that you didn't really do. It's like coach, coach, you're a coach. Put me in a position to succeed, not fail. Yeah, I mean, you know, you played a heck of a long, long, great career. I mean, you've been around coordinators that's like you're just beating your head up against the wall. It's like, man, you know. <laughs> We're good at this. Why are we? Yes. Why are we trying to recreate, reinvent the wheel, and do something different? You know, the, the times we had success in Cleveland is, is like, you know, we go three and out a couple times in a row. We'll, we'll come to the sideline. Hey, we're going to go no huddle this next next drive. We're going to get on the ball. We're going to go. And I mean, we move the ball up and down the field. You know, we may not score touchdown time, but we come away with points. And you know, everybody's in sync. Everybody's in rhythm. And, uh, and it just seemed like the next possession, we go back to, to you know, calling plays. There's four sentences long and and uh using all the play clock and just it was just we kind of got out of that rhythm but that's um that's you know there, there's a lot of guys that are i mean everybody's talented in the nfl we don't know that but there's guys that are talented that go to these spots and, and unfortunately just doesn't fit their skill set and um you know maybe shortens their career by a little bit brandon i want to ask you uh, ben roethlisberger earlier today said this about the possibility or likelihood of this being his last game starting in heinz field take a listen at this or embracing this is maybe your last game um <laughs> right out the gate uh you know what i don't ever um speak in definites or guarantees that's just not what i've ever done or, or who i am um but you know looking at the bigger picture i would say that all signs are pointing to this this could be it um regular season that is we i know we still have a a chance to potentially get a playoff game there if things fall our way and we take care of business and things have to happen but uh in the grand scheme of things uh in terms of regular seasons um signs are pointing that way this could be it ben how long did it take you to make this decision or come to it well the, the thing about it is i like i said i was speaking in so uh brandon obviously playing in cleveland for a couple of years you played against big ben um what's the quarterback to quarterback what stands out about ben rothsberger I mean, he's just toughness, longevity. Um, you know, he's been beat up through his entire career, just fought through a ton of, you know, crazy injuries. And he's just, uh, <clears throat> just kind of a grinder. I mean, the guy's, he's, he's, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, you know, and I think, I, I just think time's, time's up, right? I mean, the guy's, he's played a long time, uh, been extremely successful, done a ton for that city, brought him a Super Bowl, the whole deal. Um, but you know his ability when he when he can't you know shed tacklers and move around the pocket and get on the move a little bit and and extend plays, you know he's he's kind of limited. You know he had that elbow injury last year, I believe, or two years ago, and and you can tell that you know he just just losing a little bit of zip. Doesn't quite have the arm strength that he's had you know his entire career. But um, you know I think for both sides, you know, God, the marriage has been great. I mean, how, how many head coaches are fortunate enough to have a quarterback play there for that long and have the success they've had as a as a team? So. Uh, you know, got a lot of respect for Ben. Good guy. You know, got to know him a little bit, like I said, when I was in Cleveland, and uh, got a lot of respect for him. Um, I just think, you know, look, 
it's father time is what it is. And um, you know, I just think now would be the time, you know, to go out, you know, don't, don't continue to keep going backwards and uh, not tarnish because he won't tarnish his career, but, but, you know, go out on a little bit of a higher note and, uh, you know, pass the torch. That's a, that's a very good culture there in, in, in uh, Pittsburgh. They've, they've done a good job for a long time. So, uh, you know, I, I just think time's up and I think it's, uh, I think it's, you know, time for both, both parties to go, go their separate ways. B, happy New Year to you. Thanks so much for joining us. Right, Appreciate you, Brandon. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Doug Gottlieb, T.J. Oshmanzani, in for Dan Dennett, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, um, I mean, this is... I, I not breaking news to anybody, I don't think, although it's going to be breaking news and everybody's going to talk about it. Big Ben Roethlisberger was asked about the possibility of Monday being his last game, and he basically said, yeah, this is probably going to be my last game at, at Heinz Field. TJ, of course, you, you know, you guys famously had a great rivalry going with Pittsburgh when you were in Cincinnati. When I say Big Ben Roethlisberger to you, what do you think? Big Ben was a – he was an animal. I, I respect the way he played the game. I, you just always knew Big Ben was going to take a hit, hold the ball to the last second to give his receiver a chance to play. He was going. I, I would always say Big Ben gets his receivers two to three hundred yards extra each year because he scrambles, he moves around, guys come wide open, and, and so what he did as a rookie coming in there leading them to a Super Bowl. I wouldn't say leading them to a Super Bowl, helping them get to a Super Bowl, but people forget. I don't know if people remember that fumble by Jerome Bettis. Dude from the Colts picks it up. Big Ben doesn't make that tackle. The Colts win that game and prevent uh, the Steelers from going to the Super Bowl. But he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Played a long time. And then his body just started to fell him. But Doug Gottlieb. If not for uh, Ben Roethlisberger, not we probably would have had some uh, some playoffs. Became a football star. Um, uh, uh, okay, so you can't. So I, I don't. I think it's. And I think it's pretty interesting. Team anyway. The patience. I'm, are you hearing us from pre, a previous discussion? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's that, that's a that's a weird one to me too. That that's that's a first to me too. Baseball player. Um, he's had a weird career. You know, I, right? I like he's had an interesting career. There was the, there was the early success where actually Antoine Randall threw the best touchdown pass in that first Super Bowl. There was the second Super Bowl where he he played well. Kurt Warner uh, was nearly his equal. That was an incredible game. But there's also remember the motorcycle accident. Um, there was the off the field suspension. Um, and and then there was the the later career success, but never got back to that peak of getting to the Super Bowl. Like he's no, had, no, and I and I think the, the the latest thing was Antonio Brown. And I think Antonio Brown made. I, I agree with you. I'd always heard that that wide receivers like playing with it, like playing with Big Ben, until we got to Antonio Brown. No, I think it just AB wanted out. It just things weren't right. Uh, AB's last couple years in, in Pittsburgh. And so it wasn't I, – I, you can't put the blame on, on Big Ben. He, he played there for so long, 
And, once and did he have problems with any other receivers? And so I think A.B. just wanted out. And I wouldn't put that and make that an indictment on uh, on Ben. It was just something with A.B. that just wasn't right at the time. He he wanted out of Pittsburgh, you know, filming Instagram lives during Mike Tomlin's postgame um, speech, just doing things of that nature. But Big Ben gets my respect because it was many a times uh, he's beaten me and he <laughs> – He's made me look in the mirror after the game like, man, we should have won this game. And a lot of that was because of Big Ben. Doug Gottlieb, TJ Hushmanzada in for Dan the Danettes and the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. All right, so we'll get uh, more reaction, Big Ben. Wait to hear what uh, Bill Belichick said about the late John Madden. Daniel Jeremiah joins us. Plus, LeBron James' birthday today. We'll celebrate next. <laughs> 